Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back on the South Park After Show. We have Steph Sabra. What's up? We won't bother Christian Blatt because he has anxiety, rightfully so. Oh my god, Lawrence, that is so hysterical. Christian. That's pretty cute. Christian. Oh my god, Lawrence. We are talking about Buddha Box. Christian Blatt has a Buddha Box. It's crazy. We can't take him anywhere. For those of you just joining us and aren't understanding this inside reference, it's because you have not seen episode 8 of season 22. So do yourself a favor and see that episode first before we ruin it, because that's what we do. Not ruin it. We discuss (laughs) episodes of South Park. And what a wonderful episode it was. Um, we, we, We just came off of Thanksgiving. I was so grateful. And now, thanks to this episode, it has made me realize how much I'm ready to just bury my head in the sand and call it quits. But that's what I thought of the episode. Um, Steph, what did you think of this episode? I love this episode. Phil was really gassing it up, so I'm like, is it going to be good? But it was really good. It was like a full episode. There was a, a few different characters that were like the main point of attention. I actually agreed with more things Cartman said than ever before. Uh, he was really, really annoying, though, but I love the PC babies. You guys know I love the PC babies. It was just an all-around really strong episode. Well, namaste to you, too. Uh, and someone texted me that I guess we were talking. Uh, I'm going to try and come, calm back. down from my anxiety for a moment, but uh, somebody in the chat We just want to congratulate you on your bravery. Thank you. Uh, you know, this is really hard for me to come out and be in public, uh, especially because like 80% of my anxiety stems from sitting next to Steph. Mm. So uh, th- this is very not... brave. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I do that. that. Uh, I agree that this was uh, one of the best episodes in a while because just funny face value, everything that happens. But also they just incorporate so many things from recent episodes, you know, things that uh, we wanted more of the PC babies. We got it. PC principal. Strong woman. We get we got so many great things in there, and uh, just the idea that uh, <laughs> Cartman he just gets the idea that uh, anxiety. You can just be an asshole. He's like, yeah, that's me. I thought that was perfect. He's always looking for that easy way out. Now mm-hmm. we should also say we will be talking about the episode. We will be pretty humorous. However, kind of towards the end in our special segment, we're gonna break down actual statistics about phone habit use. And honestly, just preparing this segment, Steph's going to read it because it, the more I read, I was like, "Where I'm going to Amazon right now and get a noose and get it primed over <laughs> here. So 
you know, just something you know, to look forward days, to. In the old days, you would have gone to a local hardware store and bought the noose yourself. But see, that's what's happened to us. We can't even interact with the people at the store. We have to get it through Amazon. The yeah. Listen, I don't need that judgment. Like, hey, what you going to use that noose for? Hang yourself? No. <laughs> no. All right. So without further ado, let's let's break it down. Let's um, let's talk about. I guess it's so tough to talk about this episode in in the sense that there's just so much. But but this idea of anxiety. First off, Cartman, as I mentioned, he'll go for what whatever the lowest hanging fruit is, and I, I feel like anxiety is this new new thing. Um, I, people latch onto these buzzwords, and whatever it is. They go with it. And right now, anxiety seems to be it for people. They have anxiety over politics. They have anxiety over the climate. They have anxiety over God knows what. I totally agree. And it's become kind of like that ADD thing. And it really, I feel like where it gets detrimental is for people who actually suffer from disorders or anything like that. Because they feel like they can't say it anymore because it's just become a term of almost like endearment and it, Cartman uses it perfectly just as an excuse. And that's where I think the huge problem is. But there's also some comedic relief acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think, Christian? Yeah, I think that everybody everybody needs to have some kind of plight or condition now, you know. And uh, it's so easy to say you have anxiety, you know. I mean, not like a few years ago where we all said we had anxiety so we could get medical marijuana cards. <laughs> but I mean, just as sort of an excuse. It's like, oh, you know, like everybody has reasons that they have dietary restrictions. There's there's so much that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm special because of this. And no one embodies that more than Eric Cartman, who is just like, yeah, I think that the scene with him at the top of the water slide is like, yeah, that's perfect. That perfectly encapsulates not just who Eric Cartman is, but kind of like where we're at as a society. It's like, hey, I'm here right now and this is really hard for me to do this. Who gives a shit that there's a hundred people waiting to do this after I go? So, And when we just say anxiety and we don't actually break down what you're feeling and how to move past it, then you become debilitated. Yeah, that's the thing. Like all these, all these disorders are, uh, as you met, as you termed it, Christian, an excuse. And I feel like, listen, there's been, I don't know. Take a look at Helen Keller. Girl was blind and couldn't hear, and yet she contributed to society. To me, that is a miracle. <laughs> and you know what? So she didn't let her her stop that. Uh, um, Stephen Hawking is another example, and I could go continue down this list. But all people with conditions. Whatever you want to term them, they were able to do something magnificent. So just because you have, and this is where I become very un-PC, just because you have a fucking condition, (laughs) suck it up! Well, if you want to be un-PC, if Helen Keller falls in the woods, does she make a sound? (laughs) Uh, I'm just wondering. I've I've never gotten an answer. Someone asked you that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually Lawrence texted it to me, Mm. and I didn't get an answer. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I, I'd be very curious to know about I, and it, it's always interesting. Like you, you could, I don't have the actual statistics in front of me, but there is evidence that whenever a term does come out in society, all of a sudden everyone starts getting it because before you know people could have had it, but 
there was no way to term it, and yeah. now once the term, oh, I have that. Yeah, I mean, the perfect example is gluten, something that we didn't know what it was. Okay, maybe we knew what it was 10 years ago. We certainly didn't know what it was 10, uh, 15 years ago. I first heard about it because my sister legitimately has that celiac disease where, you know, if she eats something with gluten, she's going to throw up. And now then you have people who are like, oh, well, I'm gluten sensitive, where it's just like, you know, it, they don't have a condition, but they just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut that out. And it's one thing when you're trying to do it on your diet, but when you make, like, a really big deal about it. Or, oh, how is the uh, cross-contamination in your kitchen? When it's not something that's actually going to make you sick, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm really trying. Are there carbs in your kitchen? I don't think I can eat it. Do you, is your kitchen have meat in it? So uh, I think, I don't know, that's, to me, that's a perfect example of when you, as soon as you heard about gluten, everybody's like, yeah, I must have that. Yeah. Well, did the doctor tell you have it? So no, 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 no. But, uh, you know, I, I fart a lot when I eat bread. I <laughs> Society think that, slaughters me, terms. Yeah. Remember when kill yourself was a thing? And oh, literally no. everyone would say it and then suicide rates just like shot up and everyone's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't say that because you just trivialize this any statement or um, label. Well, I remember when people used to say Donald Trump should be president. Well, so many people listened and they just went and did it. So you see, it's a great point, Steph. I agree it, with you for I, once. it is. And I think, I think the boundary should be at... Do you, but don't let it affect others. Like the fact, what I, what I loved as far as this episode, the representation that that Cartman goes to a restaurant. One of the funniest jokes of, "Hey, sir, I'm ready to take your order. Aren't you a waiter? That was great. That's your job to wait, er." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, just simply brilliant. And and so that's a point in case where you're affecting other people with your with your condition. Yep. Um. So don't just don't do that. You know, um, I got to say, like the funniest thing that I've ever heard. I have to call out Jeff Graham, who who works here at the studio. He once asked, what's your mayo made out of? And I swear, like, li- listen, when you work at a restaurant, right, talk about a waiter. Yes, you should know kind of overall ingredients and you should be pretty knowledgeable with the menu. I don't care what restaurant you work at. If you know what the mayo is made out of, <laughs> what the hell are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's it's made out of whatever is in the five-gallon vat of mayo that we have in the back of the Jeff kitchen. Graham! And you know what? God bless this waiter, because he actually went back and researched it and came back with an answer for Jeff. And I was like, I, I literally started smacking Jeff Graham. <laughs> Anyway, that's was that the first time you ever smacked Jeff Graham? No, yeah. but and I know it's an inside joke, but sure. it's, it just it it just illustrates a case in point about people just going to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So, well, maybe people know him like they know us from the Silicon Valley after show. So you know, he he's a personality here at the network. He is, but he, he I don't know. Yeah, just just the same way Kyle was frustrated. I feel I don't normally relate to Kyle that much, but I feel Kyle's plight. And Stan's advice of dude, you should just let him do it. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> just in life it's just so much easier. You know, it's especially with someone who has a, a toddler in, I was in the just house. Thinking that it's just like, sometimes you just say like, yeah, but why didn't we just let him do that? Because <laughs> now he's like so upset. And I was like, is it easier to have him do that? It's not like, you know, it's not like, we're not talking like run with scissors, not that level of stuff. You know, it's just like, all right, so, you know, he's standing up on the couch. There's, there's a way to learn that lesson that you shouldn't stand up on the couch. But let's let him learn it, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I don't know that Cartman would ever learn any lesson anyway. So just no good comes of it. Just how great was life for Stan, Kyle, and even Kenny? 
that Cartman wasn't talking to them. You know, uh, he was just in his own world. It's like great. You know, it must have been a great week for Butters because <laughs> all that Cartman ever does is basically make Butters' life worse. So I, I don't know. It was probably great for Butters. That's true. I did, was thinking that his silence is probably wel- welcomed. But what is the funniest, I think, distinction that they do is that everyone who wanted to have these be on their phone 24-7 still wanted to participate in everyday actions. And that's literally what humans do. Like We want to be on our phone no matter where we go. And we want to go to the places that we would go, that our friends are going to. But it's like, why? You're on your phone. Just stay home. Dude, I'm just saying this, Steph. I don't know about you, but if, if someone sideswiped me while I was in the pisser, <laughs> I would literally chop off their shit. <laughs> Get the hell away from me. And don't blame it on your damn Buddha box either. Oh, well, I was more offended by him walking out. He was about to walk out without washing his hands. It's these details. I mean, he's, he's 10, you know. <laughs> Also, you know, if, if you're you don't have to actually touch anything, you know. So he was probably. That's fine. not an excuse. I almost tweeted that today. I wish I did. Well, remember a couple? Wasn't it you that said a couple episodes he didn't wipe his ass? Yeah. Oh yeah. No wipe, savages. But I agree. <laughs> I, I can't relate because I don't use a urinal. But if I did and someone sideswiped me, I would <laughs> chop their shit off too. Yeah. Listen again. It's that boundary. Go whatever crazy bullshit you're into. You do you. But just. Don't fucking hit me yeah, with your dick. Stay home. But that's the the bigger point, the serious point that we're talking about is people will do them, but they don't give a shit how it impacts you. Yep. You know, they're just no matter how much they inconvenience you. And I'm like again, we're not talking about real problems. You know, like real allergies or you know, we're making light of of anxiety, but you know, severely depressed people, none of that. I'm talking about people who. You know, we all know somebody. You know, maybe even Jeff Graham. You know, they just there's something about them that you're just like, it's the equivalent of yeah, just leave them on their phone because you know it just everything has to stop down around them and they don't care how they impact anyone. So uh, again, this show's always so smart and just a simple thing about like, oh, don't you want to spend more quality time with your phone? By the way, amazing fake commercial, which they always do so well on this show. That was uh, that was right up there with the best of them. Well, let me ask you this. Like, yeah. in, in, in essence, does that just dictate the world's priorities, um, which kind of relates to the PC babies? Like the, the, the more vocal you are, right? We, we started this whole season with school shootings. And a lot of people... Cartman are using these school shootings as an anxiety, and I love the the tie back to a Black Panther being the cause of all of this, of <laughs> course, because it is. I'm just kidding, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, but but the, but the point being, uh, what the hell was the point? <laughs> well, that for it Cartman, was Black Panther. well for Cartman, just like you were saying that you know he started from the the school shootings, just they they are tying everything together. Well, then, I guess what I'm saying is that it trivializes the actual important stuff because we're we're talking about the biggest BS in existence when we should be talking about school shootings, when we should be talking about climate control, and so forth. And and while what what what, what I what, this is like a me rant episode, by the way. So I apologize. No, I love this. We've got this. another half hour. I so love this. I'll, I'll put so, the box back on my head. There, there's help. people in higher consciousness that that are trying to do good for the world, but 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 all the world's attention is being sucked into the BS of the of, of the lower 
tier. What 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 better example is there than looking at what's trending on Twitter? Okay, if you look at twenty things that are trending on Twitter, a few of them are really important, and then some of them are people are outraged about the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special from forty five years ago. Literally, that was being tweeted at when it because it aired the night before Thanksgiving. People are very upset about a couple things in there, like the fact that the black kid Franklin sits on a different side of the table and no one's sitting next to him. But you know. He was there. How about that, Franklin? It's like Token. It's literally the same character. So anyway, these things that aren't really that important, people are so offended by things. And you know, Bill Maher made this point months ago. It's like you have to stop holding things from the past to the present day standards, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry that the peanuts weren't woke in a 2018 way, but legitimately the fact that they had a, a black friend that was like a really big deal, you know, that they introduced that character. And it was really important to Charles Schultz. Did. I know so you're talking about tangents on the show. But yeah. anyway, that's the sort of stuff that people get so obsessed over about movies and about, you know, things that, oh, I'm really upset about this song. And it's like, okay, but they made a joke about it on South Park tonight. What, what about what's going on on the border? No, 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 that's, that's for somebody else to deal about. Let me talk about the real outrage. You know, I agree. Kanye wearing a wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Well, okay. So speaking of uh, uh, crybabies, literally, or Kanye, uh, <laughs> sure, um, and making a different like, where do we land on like the PC babies raised hell today and quote unquote made a difference <laughs> first? But did first. they? Um, I don't know. I was is it just, effective or is it not? Yes. Uh, interestingly, I am. I do agree with a lot of what Christian was saying that when we like overkill stuff, we totally miss the mark on what's important, and then we just become huge complainers, and it's just idiotic, frankly. Um, but they were calling out stuff that I mean could be called out. Yeah, they're crying, but they were waiting for a solution. Yeah, but I mean, a cosmopolitan really is a pussy drink. I mean, let's oh my be god! But the word pussy, like. You have to see this Trevor Noah stand-up. Do you know how strong the pussy is? It should A limp dick is the word that should be used as opposed to pussy. Mm. Talk mm. about literal strength. We, like, babies come out. Anyways, PC babies come out. And then they make the world a better place. They had their first protest. Do, again, do they, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the PC babies. Like, you know. They're annoying, but they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like the so whole I'm left wrong. side. So we're so it was all right for them to protest the fact that uh, there was a construction site. We don't know what they were building uh, when f- money wasn't spent on uh, what was it? Uh, cultural mm-hmm. awareness. Yes, I think believe that's what they were upset about. So you think that 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 is important, or is that exactly the point we're making? Where it's like, okay, some of the things that you can protest, there's so many things that ought to be protested and every day people could be out there. And then there's that, you know, is that really that important? Well, to the PC babies, it was. They're babies, so they're still starting out on their PC journey. So they're hitting like the, the minor leagues. And I think when they get older, they'll progress to the, the border issues, climate change. Well, so, here's the thing. It, it's, it's always very easy to judge someone else, right, um, from that perspective. But, like, let's say, right, let's, let's, let's take that instance. You are literally, in essence, freezing people from making money. Like, granted, sure, it might not be the proper thing, but those employees of South Park had nothing to do with that whatsoever. 
they're just trying to do their job, make money for their families. God knows how poor they are. We know Kenny is. That and He's by the so way, poor. as we've learned, poorness comes back to bite you in the ass. So you know what, PC babies, you're screwing those guys over. So where's the line? What's the truth? I don't know. I feel like they work for a a pretty good construction company. So if they're not what is on this, this like the site, <laughs> they would go to another job site. So they work for like Tony Soprano's construction company. Is that what you're saying? Where they get paid to not work, so it doesn't matter. I don't know if you've seen unemployment rates as of recently. You do but, you make know. up a good point where there is an issue of the pe- there's groups of people in every situation where they don't have the luxury to complain like they don't have the luxury to make this an issue because they do just need to make a dollar yeah those guys are like so you're making this big deal about you know what we're doing here but now we're not going to be able to be paid yeah yeah so well again i think it's steph i think it's one step further because i think it's it's one thing to have a group of other people step up on your behalf you know like i would love for someone to really step up and fix health care because I certainly can't, right? But it's another thing when you're preventing me from doing what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or if nothing else, get me another job. Like, yeah. I, 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 I do see what you're saying. You know? Like, don't... Because you, you're at that point, you're forcing... Again, you're forcing a change, a decision that I didn't necessarily pick that you think is better for me. So... I, I think know. you're. You have a. There's. Di- it's I've gone all off the deep individualistic end. to the issue in this issue in particular. I think you guys are right. So, what is the ending message <laughs> of South Park? Where, where I, I, I just have to applaud. If nothing else, I really wanted Strong Woman and PC Principal to be together and yeah. to let go of the BS of that she needs to be strong and he needs to be PC because they are. Regardless of what, and they can love each other. And I thought he was going to get down on one knee, propose I to her. I actually thought I thought he was about to do that. Yes, uh, I think we all ship PC uh, PC principal and strong woman very hard, and that is the point. You can actually have they can actually have a relationship with each other and still be very PC, and she can still be a very strong woman. You know, she was being a little too strong and. Uh, downright negligent of uh, those PC babies. Uh, they probably ought to have been taken away. But uh, that's all right. that's, a, that's a story for another episode, possibly. Um, what did you think of the final message of them? Oh, I love that moment. I love that Phil was so into it, too. Yes. I really want them to be together, and I think it is interesting that Mr. Mackey knew about them a little bit before, because we didn't know anyone knew. Well, he, remember he, he they did. had to talk to him. They had to disclose it, didn't they, in the past? Or so it, they well, did. Re, re, remember, Mackie yelled at that. He yelled at PC principal. Like, um, remember that it was it was that great line. I, I forget exactly what he said, but he was so upset by this. Um, and I, I, I love I that to moment. Find from it. What? Yeah. I probably like just rewatch that it episode. Yeah, I have to rewatch it because I love them together, and I feel like it's. One of you guys just said it. You're doing less of a service by Tony. Look up, uh, look up PC. the look up Mr. Mackey yelling at PC principal over strong his, woman. Yeah, over strong woman. Because is that's the episode where he keeps daydreaming about her at first, right? Is, is that the no, no, Beauty it, and the it, Blowfish? It, it's, it's when the kids oh, yeah. are born. When the kids are born. Oh, okay. This is this is this what? season. Yeah, Steph, you you have some homework I to so do. I was so focused on the PC babies being Listen, born. I, I know, like, school shootings are important and all, 
But I really need you to understand. You're dropping the ball, Steph. Yeah, like, come on. You don't know when Mr. Mackey yelled at, uh, at uh, him? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, so. Um, all right, any other? We haven't oh, even talked about our favorite quotes. We didn't get a quotes. resolution either, which was interesting. Like, every, the only resolution was for PC principal and strong woman. Everyone else just continued on their Buddha boxes. The one thing I do agree with the PC babies about is the uh, injustice of white people with their dreadlocks. They're a hundred percent. They're a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with them more. That that kind of cultural appropriation is uh, should be unacceptable. It's just weird. Yeah. So are you for dreadlocks or not? Not for, uh, not not for white people. Yeah. 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 No. 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 White people should never have that. No. Unless you wanted to grow, then that would be cool. It just doesn't even look good. Like on top of the cultural implications, it doesn't look good on white people. Okay. I think that's a gross you know, overgeneralization. <laughs> right. As a white person, I'm actually very offended now. Feels like I actually have dreadlocks coming in. So yeah. <laughs> he's got dreadlock extensions. That's what was in the the Buddha box that uh, that I was using earlier. What did you say, Tony? You, you said, said you so- couldn't find it. What the f- Come on, you man. Know, uh, you know where you would be able to find it? Best Buy. Oh. <laughs> That's a veiled reference. It's a little inside joke. But. Um, yeah, let's take this moment to shout out our fans because you guys are absolutely wonderful. We truly appreciate that you listen to our ramblings, especially tonight. God bless you. Or... God don't bless you if you don't believe in God. Whatever. Bless yourself. Satan blesses you. <laughs> That's uh, right. Not anymore. <laughs> Ugh, I still miss the big guy. R.I.P. But he is in a better place. Quite literally. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, nonetheless, we truly appreciate it. If if you haven't heard, we're also on Spotify. So if you have the Spotify app and that if that makes things a little bit more convenient for you, then so be it because we're there too. And furthermore, if... If you enjoy what you hear and you have some friends that also like the South Park After Show or just any TV show in general, recommend AfterBuzz TV to them because chances are we probably talk about their favorite TV show. So share the love. After all, why else have a Buddha box if you're not going to watch AfterBuzz? Yeah, but that's a perfect way to watch your favorite AfterBuzz shows. Yep. Uh, including the Trump Report, which this week uh, we had as a special guest, the one only Steph Sabra. And uh, it, it was. Uh, and we talked about South Park. We did talk about South Park. We shouted out you, the South Park fan, there on the show. Shameless cross. They were once again ahead of the curve. Like we were wondering that why the climate we because the climate the, change is always relevant, but there wasn't anything. And then of course the report. South came Park out. manages to do a climate change episode right before it gets back in the news. It's so, crazy. Uh, and by climate change, of course, I mean man bear pick. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Tony, you really going to find the damn clip? You really going to let me down and our, our, our millions of fans worldwide? <laughs> you know what? You might be better suited yes. for Circuit City, actually. Okay. All, All right. eight people watching. Uh, and by eight, you mean 800. <laughs> 8,000 people. Listen, we have loyal fans, okay, Steph? Yeah. Do not. Why are you downgrading our yeah. fans? I'm not. Benson, last name. I love your last name. Thanks for being <laughs> in the chat. Um, <laughs> you want to read his comment? All right. I... <laughs> Any uh, stray observation from the episode? Because now I, I feel is like is it I'm time just... for our special segment now? It might be, but you you wrote down so many quotes. There's so many quotes from this episode. Yeah, we I couldn't just want possibly to... gotten through all. Of them. I, I got through the. We've talked about the ones that I wrote down, but did you? No, have you one? said the one. That oh, the only one that you did? One I wrote down. 
The well, I referenced the oh, PC babies usually hang out at the liberal arts college. That was amazing. Yeah, that yeah, was a good one. Uh, and uh, weren't there a bunch of PC babies uh, down at the border? I referenced that one, but I didn't actually say it. Uh, and then Cartman was pissed off. Hey, kid, you're about to be hit by a car. That was very funny. And then, of course, later someone does get hit by a car. Uh, and the yeah, those were the those were the big ones that I that I jotted down. Yeah. There you go. All right. So without further ado, because we've been doing a lot of ado, we're, uh, we're, Steph is going to give us actual statistics. Meanwhile, I will take off the string off my shoelace and start to... Uh, okay. Slip it to... off of Phil onto me. You guys, uh, these are pretty crazy stats, actually. I'll just go through them. The average smartphone user checks their device 47 times a day. That's 17,155 times a year. It's a conversation killer. 85% of smartphone users will check their device while speaking with friends and family. That's so does, it have any, does it have any statistics during after shows? No. <laughs> I just can't imagine that somebody would do that when they're supposed to be having a conversation. Yeah, I can't either. Christian's never done that to me. Uh, 80% of smartphone users check their phone within one hour of waking or going to sleep, 35% of which will do within five minutes. I am one of those. I was going to say, could you change that one hour to one minute? Yeah, literally, the moment I wake up, it is disgusting. But you are it, disgusting. I'm a disgusting human. Uh, 47% of smartphone users have attempted to limit their usage in the past, only 30% of which feel they were successful. I've... I'm not successful yet. I mean, I've never tried because, uh, you know, this is just who I am. Well, there's a name for that. The official name for smartphone addiction is nomophobia, which is defined mm. as having a fear of not being with your phone. Cell phones have been around for for years, though, so why does a sudden increase in personal dependence? Well, quite simply, it's defined by the nature of the content on the device, which mm-hmm. is true. It's the social networks, the apps, the video. You can literally do everything. That's a problem. And then nowadays, don't you guys feel like if you're not constantly checking your email, then you're not a good employee? Like, you're not good at your job? Uh, I mean, I'm not good at my job, but, uh, yeah, you do feel like if an email sits around for too long, you know, you're like... Who's going to be upset that I didn't answer this? The answer is probably no one. I mean, you should eventually get back I to it. I feel like people get mad. People do get mad. I'm of the belief, and I'm probably at some point, whether now or in the future, whatever job I may have, will get fired over this. But I think email is not a job. Like, if I'm being tasked to do something, let, let, let's look at the greater picture, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Phil does have very good – I feel like you have good rules for yourself that you follow and you're like, you I can try. get on this train or you can't. Um, bad news, you guys. All the research and studies we examined – not me, but actual statisticians. Me and Christian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> found that phone usage dependence can impact both physical and mental health attributes of your daily life. Anxiety, simply having your phone near you will decrease your productivity. The impact snowballs with the level of the user's addiction. Stress, higher stress levels were found in business-oriented roles where work life is connected to personas. Narcissism, depression and loneliness, attention deficit disorder, and sleep deprivation. Because Oh, one quick um, thing that you guys can do when, you, when you're about to go to sleep or wind down... Lower, if you have an iPhone, you can turn like this sepia type thing on where it's an or- it's an amber light and that's better for your eyes because we're not... 
It's night mode. Night mode. Oh, yeah. Night mode, yeah. And you can do it with your computers, too. I think you have to download a separate application, but it's going into that amber lighting is way better before you go well, to sleep. I'm sorry, but uh, they don't have that setting on a book, so <laughs> maybe you could try that. Speaking of, I have, I have two things. Number one, speaking of people crossing the boundary and affecting you, I have a girlfriend who whose phone lights up. It starts blinking, and I'm like, turn that shit off for the night. No. I'm like, I will literally break this freaking phone if that shit does, like, now it's affecting me. Number one. Number two, uh, I read a, I, I read a very South Parky quote um, from someone on Twitter that said, Capitalism's greatest kind of um, mind fuck is when they said your work is your calling. I was like, huh, interesting, mm. interesting. Uh, you know, and v- I, I only say, I only bring that up because you mentioned the work-life balance. Yeah, part. that I am a very half-assed person all around. If my work is uh, indicative of, see, I can't even finish Message. it. That's how half-assed I am. I have some lasting warning signs and smartphone addiction symptoms for you guys. Actually, this is really interesting because I should probably check myself after reading this. Check it. Um, So first off, do you get any of the following feelings or feel any of these statements relate to you? These are all the most common observations of people with various levels of smartphone addiction. Do you have difficulty completing chores or work due to concentration issues? Seclusion from family and friends or using your phone when in conversation? Very bad. Do you Mm. mask your smartphone use? Sneak off to the bathroom at work? Creepy. Unsanitary. Do you worry that you're missing out on something when you're not with your phone? That's really bad. I don't have that. Do you feel anxious or irritable if you're not with your phone? Sometimes. Mm. Do you have sleep problems? So those are all things that I feel like I've heard people say around me in my life a lot and that we might not even know that it's right in our hand. That's the issue. Well, there is good news. What are some of the solutions people can take? Because you've just given me a lot of bad right now. I do. You were bumming me out kind of. Okay, sorry. Use apps to monitor use. There's different types of apps where you can um, keep track of your time and you can set timer limitations and it will literally shut down the app on your phone. Another one is manage your own use. You need to be the role model in this situation. If you spend hours looking at your phone, check it during conversations and let it come between you and your family or friends. You're setting a poor example. So just be a little tougher on yourself. And you can do that by creating rules for yourself and maybe even people around you to hold each other accountable. And nurture other interests. Another way to reduce how you're interacting with your phone is to get involved in more social and physical activities. That's always healthy. And communicate. Spend time with family and friends. Off your mobile devices. I call it devices. Disconnect to connect. That's what I always say. Pay attention to me. That's another one. That's what you always say. (laughs) Yes. We've all heard that. (laughs) Me. Yes. All right. (laughs) Well, on a serious note, Christian, as someone with PC babies himself, does this any of this worry you? Uh, well, the serious part about uh, the phone, uh, there's, you know, the, my own usage of the phone is fine, but I try to mask it and not seem like I'm on it all the time. Uh, and in front of my son, my daughter I don't, isn't, isn't aware of it, although she sees it because it lights up, you know, and she will grab for it already, and she's going to be one 
tomorrow. Happy birthday, <gasps> Lucy. Um, but Because uh, she watches. She loves this show. I love Lucy. <laughs> she, hey, she, that's hey, a show. That's a great idea for a show. Uh, but uh, because, I mean, if you look at, you know, my son's three, but look at kids that are older than that. They already have iPhones and they already have so many devices and screens. And I, look, I get the temptation uh, that you go out to a restaurant and a great way to get your kid to shut up is to just, you know, put an iPad in front of them. And I, I don't think, I think that you're you're basically, you know, putting a Band-Aid uh, and creating a much larger problem. So I, I think that the, the phone aspect of the story is, uh, it's a very, like, serious problem because... People do feel that they're missing out and all that stuff. And uh, in all honesty, like on a day where you're on your phone a lot, you're probably not catching anything that you uh, would have missed otherwise. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, that that was a, that's definitely something to, to think about. But, um, yeah, most of those things on the checklist I, I probably will still continue to do. I'll just uh, hide it from my son so he doesn't. <laughs> Mostly because if he sees me on the phone, he's going to like, he, he wants to watch a video. And I'm like, no. Well, I'm watching videos. <laughs> this is my time. Yeah. This has been... This uh, is my Buddha box. <laughs> this has been a very serious episode, so hopefully we didn't bore you. But um, there is... Many people are familiar with the term FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah, a, which I thought we couldn't use that word anymore. You know, I thought that can't. that was derogatory. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a different word that rhymes with oh that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Cut there, his mic. <laughs> there is another term, and it's not that term, called JOMO, the joy of missing out. Oh, I like that. And This I, is such a Phil term. <laughs> no, I didn't come up with it. It's I know. Li- literally, but uh, it's literally what I feel like you do. I think there was something. Okay, here, here's, I, I, in all seriousness, right? Um there's people who recommend reading the newspaper instead of just getting news on your phone simply because it's curated. People have kind of t- time to think about it and editorialize it rather than just of the moment, BS, no fact checking. Uh, so I, I recommend that if you're going to do news, like actually read the paper. And then the secondary thing, I, I do think books actually help. Like, uh, you know, all this, a lot of people are reading articles online for self help and improvement stuff, but. You know, again, same thing. That's just like the amount of spelling mistakes I just see on that. So it, it hasn't it hasn't gone through the rigorous process that it takes to actually put out a physical book uh, as Christian reads. You know, so that, those are kind of my recommendations. I don't know. God no, bless the world. You know, that is smart. I'm emotional. We're getting into the holiday season, and the world's Aww. ending. Phil said this episode made him cry. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was. You know, it it it, it was it was the episodes Why'd always you cry? because first off, PC principle, and they they finally were able to come together. But then also, Don't at what love. cost? At what cost? Like you know, they they had to hide their love, and now now they're free they're and about free. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's. Um, Every episode of South Park is very poignant, but this one just felt a little bit more honest than the rest, simply because just by the nature of how it opened up, where it tied all those issues together that we've been seeing throughout the episodes, simply brilliant. It's a great standalone episode, but a great culmination of season 22 and all past episodes as well. So those are my final thoughts. What about you guys? I've rambled for a long time. 
Oh, I love the episode. And we were pulling up Brad Paisley's tweet. We were commenting how we love when people who get in uh, in the South Park episodes in any way, when they support it, it's really cool. Because why? it's like being in an Eminem song. You want this. Absolutely. You've made it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so what did he I actually just, say? Uh, you, didn't, you didn't actually give us the what he said, though. Oh, what did he sorry. Say? He said, yeah. here in a few minutes when the new South Park airs on Comedy Central, look closely in the background for this poster. It's a poster of him. And also for a certain song of mine. And he's the ending song that um, is kind of the montage background for PC Principal and Strong Woman. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, sorry if I, dece- if I seem distracted because uh, I just keep going over in my head. All the thousands hours of entertaining programming that I would watch before I would watch a Trevor Noah comedy special. But anyway, I think that there's really a lot to. Ah! <laughs> to get, I get. just watched this. Yeah, that's great. The second one. Yeah, he's almost <laughs> funny. Uh, what I I think that this is a great. This is like Phil said. It's just it's a great episode, and somehow in 22 minutes they're able to be so funny. But, you know, emotionally, somehow you maybe didn't think you were that invested in PC Principal and Strong Woman. I don't mean Phil. We knew Phil was. But you, the viewer, might not have thought about it. But then it's like, yeah, good for them. They can finally be happy without the Buddha boxes. You know, they realize it uh, maybe a little too late. But uh, so, yeah, this is just one of those great, well-rounded episodes that, uh, you know, manages to check off a a lot of boxes. So, uh, well done. And as we wrap out, one final thing. The Buddha box in and of itself represents a simulacrum. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it's okay. I don't care. I won't get into it because we're going to get very into the esoteric and I'm not ready to go there anymore. The esoteric? What's happening? You don't know what, you know what esoteric means, yes? Yeah, but what is the first word? Simulacrum. It means the decay of meaning. So they, what, what, what I'm saying is they took like the idea that. of Buddha and Namaste yeah. and have... Just completely stripped it of its actual meaning into this bullshit commercialized sense. Anyway, that's our show. (laughs) I'm Googling it because I'm not paying attention to you. I'm on my smart device. I bet. Hmm. At Christian DMZ is where you can uh, please, because Christian's going to be on his phone a lot more these days. He's going to need Lawrence and other people to communicate. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. That was one of the things we talked about when we were watching it. It feels like, who's Lawrence? I'm like, we have no idea. That's what I liked. That it's that's such a funny choice. It's somebody we've never heard of that he's messaging that much and checking emails from. It, it was just so funny. Absolutely. At Steph's Abroad where you can interact with Steph. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter, baby. Um, I'm at Phil Svitek, although I will not be checking your posting, so I don't have to be on my phone as much. Well, you might as well when the, your girlfriend's phone lights up in the room. Yeah, you might as well just, Yeah, just might as well look at yours, too. Yeah, you know? What else can you say but bye? <laughs> Bye-bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 